This is the Loud Pedal Podcast with Chris Stubbs and Lee Holdsworth. Uh, yes, hello and welcome to the Post Bathurst special edition of the Loud Pedal Podcast. Lee is alongside me. How have you recovered, mate, from one of the most dramatic Bathurst 1000s we've seen? <laughs> I'm still so knackered. <laughs> I've had a massage, feel a bit better after that, but man, yeah. mentally... Uh, I think physically I've, I've recovered, but mentally not, you know, it's such a huge week. You put everything into it. Um, the concentration is, is just peaking the whole race. So yeah, it takes a little while to recover. I reckon we have a huge show ahead. Representatives from the top two steps of the Bathurst podium, the winners, Scotty McLaughlin and Alex Primer standing by and the runner up Garth Tanner will join us who along with Lee were all key combatants at the end. Lee lets us in on the Cam V Chaz debrief. We talk about the Kelly Mustang confirmation, upright ultimatums, and we preview the Gold Coast. Then, of course, the regular segments. We'll find out who's in the firing line as Lee unloads in the lethal weapon. And GT tells us who is the most famous name in his phone. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. Did you know Super Cheap Auto are cheaper or they'll beat it? If you find a cheaper price online or in another store for an identical item, they'll beat it. All right, Scott, Alex, thank you very much for joining us. First of all, how are your heads? How's the party and the celebrations been, boys? It's been out of control, to be honest. We've, <laughs> we've really, really enjoyed it. It's been uh, an unreal couple of days um, for both of us, basically post, um, post Bathurst. We're in Sydney for a couple of days and then got home and, um, and have uh, picked up the dog and got back into normal stuff and... and uh, it's been really cool, and then coming back here with the trophy to the team and seeing everyone is—it's um, been pretty cool. Yeah, it's been the same yeah, for me. Like, uh, yeah, very good, happy about the race, and it's been yeah, kind of etic yeah, the, the last uh, three days. Been very busy, and uh, yeah, from a lot of messages yeah, from European drivers, yeah, especially from my side, yeah, because yeah, I'm from Europe, so. Yeah, I got so many. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't say you wouldn't think you're from Europe. Uh, uh, come on, <laughs> yeah. celebrate with a few baguettes. But it was good, yeah. Thanks. Hey, uh, Alex, do Aussies know how to party? Have we taught you a thing or two. Yeah, of course, I had a party yeah, a little bit shorter than Scott. Yeah, I mean, I'm French, you know. Like when I drink uh, champagne, I need a glass. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't drink on the, on the plastic glass. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Classy. What, what has the reaction been like yeah. at home and abroad, uh, Alex? Yeah, I mean, it's been amazing. I mean, I've got yeah, so much support yeah, from all uh, the European journalists, yeah, from France, Germany, Italy, uh, UK. So a lot of yeah, drivers, yeah, I just congratulate me yeah, a lot yeah, from uh, DTM, Sportcar, Formula One drivers, even Toto Wolf. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, kind of amazing. Yeah. Scott, do you get a bonus, mate? Uh, yeah, we both do, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you going to do with that? Upgrade the suit and rings or the whiskey for over the bar at the wedding? Yeah. Probably go straight to the wedding bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what we'll do. Um, but no, no. Look, it's um. Oh, I'm just so proud of everyone. You know, it's it's we've worked on. You know, it's like a lot of other teams, but we really put a, a circle around this race and. Um, you know, it was sort of the final, like we talked about, it was our final bucket list item and, and to finally do it, it's just unreal. So we been a fast car all weekend and um, to, to just basically go on, we had, we, I think we were top Thursday, we top Friday and Saturday and, and to win the race on Sunday, um, you know, that, that's a proud moment for everyone. Yeah, Scott, we've had you on a lot over the last 12 months. We've always celebrated the, the wins with you. When you stop now and, and look back at this time 12 months ago, you weren't a champion. You hadn't won Bathurst. 
And now it's inevitable, really, that in maybe even in a couple of weeks' time, you'll have two championships in a, in a Bathurst. Can you believe the ride that you've had? Yeah, it's, it's crazy, but, um, you know, I'm just, I'm very lucky, like I say it all the time, that I'm in a great car, great team, and, you know, I just try and make the most of it, and I always try and make sure that I'm 110% before I get in the car, whether that's fitness, whether that's mindset, um, whatever, because I know that I've got 50-odd people back here at the shop in Yatla that is making my car 100% as well. So, um, you know, I've, I've worked yeah hard like everyone has, but, you know, I've, I've done a lot of sacrifices, a lot of um, bits to get to the top, and, and um, you know, I'm really proud of how, how it's all sort of come to fruition. Yeah, Scotty Lee here, mate. Um, yeah, uh, congratulations on an amazing 2019. You got you've just been unstoppable and um, super, super impressive. You know, we haven't seen this sort of dominance for, well, really forever. So, um, yeah, huge year for you, mate. And uh, and Frenchie, mate, for the three rounds that you come back per year, what a job you do. I, I think it's it's incredible. And um, are we going to see you back next year? Yes, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have another crack at it. <laughs> oh, he needs to. He needs to uh, defend it. So <laughs> I, I um, there's no no problems there. He's a, he's a, been an awesome co-driver. I think there's a lot of um, conjecture and stuff every year about Alex, and even back in the day when he was with Shane and how much he was driving and stuff. And and mate, I'm telling you, the first thing, jumping in at the test, you know, straight on the pace, had that little failure, but. You know that wasn't his fault, but got straight on with the job when he got back in. And um, you know, I'm a big advocate for Alex as a co-driver, good friends, and 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 that really helps as well. Well, I actually think you know, going back to uh, Alex when he was at GRM, and you know, the international guys generally struggle coming into this category. But I, I actually think that Alex is, was the best performer out of any international we've ever seen. So. Um, yeah, it would have been good to see him have another couple of years in the category. I think he would have really shone, uh, but he's certainly doing the job at the moment. So well done, mate. Thank you. I'm glad because he might have towed me up in that Volvo. So I'm <laughs> glad he didn't come back. Nah. You mentioned Alex there. You mentioned um, the the lockup and the way you defended from the main game drivers. How close was that lockup? That that tire looked pretty shabby when it got back. Did you get away with that one, boys? Yeah. yeah, I mean, we, we went away from that. I mean, yeah, looking at the data, especially at the two laps before, I did the same defense yeah, with uh, Cam Waters. Actually, I was like hitting the, the brakes at the same point as uh, with uh, with Charles. But I just, yeah, I didn't put enough pressure on the first part and yeah, too much on the second part. And that's what I, I locked up, yeah. I mean, sector one, sector two, uh, sector three, yeah, was good. But in sector two, yeah, with a, with a big flat spot yeah, on high speed corner, especially on the left uh, tender uh, turns, yeah, the car was massive push on the steer, so I was very careful, yeah, just to bring back the car because I knew that I had, yeah, just like few laps to do, yeah, to go back in the pit. But uh, th- that was good, yeah, that was good fight, yeah, uh, fighting, yeah, with the main drivers, yeah, for sure. I just seen the tire today, and I, <laughs> I, I, I did, I uh, can't believe he he, uh, he held on for so long. It was pretty. Uh, you got to have some luck sometimes. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're all getting together to watch the race back. Uh, is that is that this weekend? I, I've, I think I've read some comments yeah. that you're having a barbie or something. Is that right? Saturday. Yeah, the subrecs have already gone out uh, for the the, the game. Um, we are getting sponsored by a beer company. We're not sure yet which one, um, but we will get in sponsorship, <laughs> and then uh, who knows what will happen. But I've always 
always wanted to do it ever since I won a, a, a if I ever was to win Bathurst was to have a big get together as a team um, and watch the race back. Uh, what was you know turned out to be one of the greatest races and greatest days of our lives. Yeah, no doubt you'll be dropping down to the local the Bottolo store. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. A little shameless, a little shameless. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to head to the BWS. I think <laughs> I <don't know> <laughs> well played, well played, um, mate. In all seriousness, has has the noise that's going on the, in the background about the uh, the Coulthard incident has that put any dampener on on how you look forward to the celebrations this weekend with the team? Nah, like. You know, we had the fastest car all weekend. We broke the lap record multiple times. We started from pole. Like, we did our best job when we can. We lived for the now on the fuel-saving strategy. And then at the end, we, we got a fair crack with SVG after the after the safety car restart. You know, we deserve to win that race. I believe we won it fair and square. It just sucks we have to deal with all this stuff. Um, and what should be probably the greatest week of my life, I'm not going to lie, it has, it, it has been... Um, a bit sad and it could have been um, a lot better as a, you know, for us to enjoy it but I think from my point of view and Alex's point of view we've certainly we've, we've just we, we have enjoyed it as a, as a, as a uh, pairing um, away from it but um, it has been a bit noisy and, yeah. and frustrating not to fully you know, enjoy it you know? Why are you so confident that you'll keep the win? Have you been told that you will We'll keep it. Is is that the situation? Is that why you're able to still enjoy this moment? No, I just I know deep down I like I just there's nothing in it for me or or whatever like that. You know the car they were preparing to uh, um, double stack and potentially avoid that. Um, but yeah, I just know that we were. Uh, I don't believe it affected the race result. There was still thirty odd laps to go, and and um, a lot of people saying there is, but. Um, you know, it is what it is. We were running our own race and whatever. It's just, you know, that's why we're confident about it from my, my side. You've been labelled some pretty heavy things, the team. Not you. I don't think anyone, or at least myself and Lee and anyone that we've spoken to is is pointing the finger, obviously, at you. You were dr- driving the car and doing yeah. your best job. Um, but when you hear things labelled to your team like match fixing and cheating, mate, that's that's got to burn, surely. Yeah, well, it's highly um what they're saying is is completely wrong uh, i think it's ridiculous we didn't do anything of that sort i mean the safety car barrier was nearly 30 laps from the finish and you got to look at what happened after that two more safety car bat bathurst is always unpredictable and there's always could have should have water stories and i think there's some t- people on other teams that should be focusing on their own internal team issues before they kick on about us and that's what pissing, is pissing me off a lot about the whole thing, um, and I just yeah, I, I, it's, it is frustrating and ridiculous. But um, yeah. some of the stuff that's gone on in the, in the past in the media, especially, has been full on. And and uh, you know what they've said is 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 yeah. They, they, if it was anyone else, they should be expecting you know some action. Do you accept that what happened to Fabian with the engine or, or whatever the the issue was, or or just not knowing where the crash was, that that did in fact, work in, in your favour, just looking at the numbers? No, I I just, I knew nothing about it. I, I was focused on staying as close as I could to Wink Up. Um, and that was that was the main thing that I tried to do. Yeah. I, I didn't even realise till I got to the safety car or to the end of the race that 
this all happened and Fabian obviously got the PLP and all this sort of stuff because I asked where he was. So I, it was, um, you know, I knew that obviously before that safety car period that car 12 was going to prepare to to double stack. But until the press conference and when Shane was talking about it and stuff like that, I couldn't believe it was actually, um, so uh, didn't realise it was so, so much of an issue. Yeah. Yeah, Scotty, I, I certainly feel for you, mate, because I think you did absolutely everything uh, right. And as well as Alex, um, your your car was on song all weekend. And like you said, you were setting lap records and you, uh, yeah, didn't do anything wrong. So, um, but, you know, from, from where I stood, obviously things were affected um, from what Car 12 did. I know that's got nothing to do with you. So, um, you know, I, I know that... Uh, that that's that's certainly something that you don't need to get involved in, um, but yeah, it, it was obviously disappointing um, to have Fabs back us all up, and it did sort uh, you know take away our position and a number of others. But um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can really from from where you stand, you can't. Like I said, there's always a coulda, shoulda, woulda story on everyone's behalf, and I've had that. Everyone has opinions on the whole thing. But in this situation, I like we just run our own race. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Scott, how's Fab's doing? Have, has he been around the celebrations? How's he? Look, he's struggling. It's it's been bloody hard for him for the team. For you know, like I said, for Alex and I too. Um, this is not the place we all want to be in, but we we we'll always, as we always do, is stick together as a team and get through it. But. What I'll say is social media is out of control. Um, so-called fans sending him death threats to drivers like like Fabian is pathetic. Um, you know, people sending that kind of bullshit to real people who have families, who have real lives to deal with. This is really, honestly, it's it's for me, it's unacceptable. Um, and it's all created by the media controversy that you know has been blown out of proportion. Uh- Garth Tander is our guest coming up. He's just popped in and got the head cans on. Garth, you had a question for Scott? Yeah, boys. Hey, congratulations. I saw you on Sunday night and you, Scotty, saw you Monday morning. <laughs> certainly didn't yeah, look, as, didn't look as flash. You looked a lot flasher at midday when I saw the press photos, not the yeah. photos that we got of you first thing. Clear eyes are a beautiful thing. <laughs> hey, uh, let's, get, let's go away from all that controversial stuff. I want to take you to four laps to the end of the race. That Heimgartner mm. safety car when that came out, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. that didn't come, and there's a little, some little birdies that have spoken from the Red Bull garage to the to the Shell garage, and some have suggested that it, if that didn't come, that would have made things very tight on fuel for you. Does, is that? Would you concur yeah. with that? Absolutely, I think it would have made it a few more fingernails would have been bested, <laughs> mate. Um, we were. Very tight. We were saving, but as you know, in clear air, and Shane was probably being able to save a bit more than me. He was able to push me a little bit harder than I probably needed to. Um, I think, say, if we had a five-second lead, we would have made it pretty easily. But with Shane on my ass, I couldn't do that much with the fuel saving. I think it would have been fuming, like a lot of fumes. But the last safety car, um, that allowed me to really push and use the pace of the car um, to defend the lead from Shane, which was probably the biggest lap of my life. Yeah, thanks. Didn't want to hear that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, will, I, will conf- I will concur, though, that those Mustangs, when you jump in behind them, there's a fair vacuum that you can follow along, saving a fair bit of fuel when you're yeah. so We'll learn that yeah. for next week at the oh. Gold Coast. 
Sorry, right, you just got to stay in front of us next time. Yeah, we'll, work, we'll sort that out. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I so, so you probably, so you probably wouldn't have made it home then. Do you think? So you've you've got to worry no, that one as well. I, it's it's, like I said, it's, it, it should have, would have, could have, but we, yeah. we we made it. So yeah. that's all we need to worry about. It. You know what? We're at the top, and <laughs> you know, like I said, I've I've been on the other end of that with the Volvo, as Garth knows very well, and um, that we shouldn't have made that one. Well, we weren't going to make that one. Yeah. And um, I, I'm I'm pretty sure if I'd run to my number, but it would have been very hard to hold Shane back, I think. Yeah. Mate, uh, the engine was sealed, which is part of, um, you know, standard sort of procedures. So we're not trying to make anything out of that. But is it a bit like when you haven't even had a beer, but you see a breatho and you still think, oh, I'm a little bit anxious to get this result back? <laughs> yeah, it's. I guess it is what it is. There's some serious, seriously hilarious uh, stories going around about our engine um, from Saturday and stuff like that, but coming from one one guy in particular. Um, but we we had to genuinely change it. We had an issue with the engine um, and we changed it over overnight on Saturday as a precaution for Sunday. And the engine that we actually ran in, um, in the race on Sunday was actually the one that we won the race with at Pukekohe. So it was um, a race-proven a race engine that was a, a perfect spare for what was you know going to be a, a hard 1,000 k's ahead. All right, Scott, thank you for your time. We're sorry that we did have to uh, talk about everything that's going on in the background, but you're a smart fellow. You understand that that needs to be addressed, and we thank you for uh, for chatting to us about it, and uh, hopefully you get to celebrate hard and, and enjoy watching it back this weekend, yeah, with Bolo-sponsored uh, alcohol in, in play. <laughs> All right, well, that brings us to our next guest, of course. So, Garth Tander, a formal welcome, and hello. How are you? Oh, day, boys. Good to be on. Good to have you. Good to have you. Mate, the controversy, Scott's gone. There's only so much that he can say, and you yep. guys know that. You understand the situation that, that he's in. The results, though, they are only provisional. There was the inquiry. Cams have charged them with breaching the team orders for the technical tactical reason, um, which is clearly to assist 17. 26 laps to go. Was it team orders? Uh, well, we heard the radio chat, so it was certainly team orders. Um, you know, Fabs was told to slow down. Uh, what that did for the 17, I'm not too sure, but you know, they obviously got their, their buffer and, um, look, they won the race. I I feel uncomfortable talking about it with Scotty because I don't think he should have anything taken away from him. He, he did an incredible job and that's why I, I really don't, I didn't want to go into it too much because he deserves to enjoy that victory. Um, anyone that wins that Bathurst 1000 deserves it, I think. Uh, but yeah, what what played out with the with the twelve car slowing everyone down, um, it affected it affected the the running order at the time, yeah, massively, um, you know, and it's it's disappointing that a team would would do that, mm. you know, to uh, to to affect the order. Uh, we were certainly affected by it massively. We should have popped out in. Um, second or third, or maybe even in the lead, and you know, we were flying under the radar for most of the most of the race. And my my engineer had, you know, Sammy did a, a great job with uh, with strategy, and and so did my team. They did a great job throughout the day, and really, it was the car they were banking on getting a result for them because the other two were out. So, uh, and also, you know, Thomas did a good job as well. So, I um I was so disappointed by it, and and it it, it was very unsportsmanlike. Um, and yeah, I, I I don't ever want to see it again. And I, and I hope that you know I think that a penalty should be served and it should be fairly severe. 
what should that penalty be in your mind? Well, a team penalty because the drivers, you know, Fabian's copping an absolute spray at the moment. He was following team orders, and I don't believe he should be copping the brunt of it. Yeah. Um, uh, in the end, he was behind the wheel, so he he listened to the orders. And um, but when you're given team orders, you generally listen. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think that they should be stripped of the victory. That's for sure. Uh, I think that would be, that wouldn't be good for the sport. Um, but yeah, some kind of team penalty, whether it's championship points, uh, financial penalty. Yep. Yeah. But um, you give them, so, I mean, I agree as far as it's not a driver penalty, it's a team yeah. penalty, but how do you affect, how do you put a significant deterrent across this to make sure it's completely stamped out of our sport. So you take, if we take their 504 points away that they earned as a team for the team's championship, there's still 250 odd points yeah. in the lead of the team's championship. Mm. You give Penske a monetary fine. It's like a drop in the ocean. Yeah. So what does, what if it is found to be guilty as executing team orders to influence the outcome of the, the race, what do you do to put a significant deterrent around it. What, what, what should the penalty be? And look, if they are found guilty of this, and I'm not saying one way or the other, but if they are, it goes on. One of the things that goes on the table for the stewards is to strip them of the race result. So Mm. I'm not saying that that's how it should be, but what other penalty could they be given? Uh, it's a yeah. It's, it's a, a tough it's one. A really it's a genuinely tough one. Tough one. What, what do you I don't. I, don't, I mean, we've think? got the most to, to gain. That's, well, that's the yeah. we've got the most yeah. to gain Obviously out of them. You'd love to see them stripped. No, because but I don't think Shane, I, or the team would would, you know, it wouldn't be the way you want to no, win. No, it's not that's the way sure. you want to win. But for you know, Scott quoted in that interview, it didn't affect the race result. It's technically correct because there were still thirty odd laps to go at that point. But it definitely affected the, the out, running order, the running order, the and the strategy of the teams that were affected behind Scott uh, behind Fab. So, you know, Scott would have popped out fifth or sixth or seventh if that mm. was played normally and it was a normal double without stack for cool the car without the cool yeah. tard slowing the yeah. field up and creating that double stack. And would he have been able to, I mean it's all you've got to be careful dealing with water cool yes, as, as we, and hundred percent and Scott's right when he said it's everyone's got a hard to get past five Well we cars. saw that with Wing Cup. He yeah. came in, everyone's saving fuel in that last phase of the race. He came in put fuel in the car so he could run full fuel to the end and he couldn't get past James Courtney to get back onto the podium. So we saw, and I followed other cars that I was a second a lap faster than in the race and you couldn't pass them. So if he was back in the pack, could he have got through? That is a would have, could have, should have. How do you answer that? You can't answer that because he, he clearly had a very fast car. But when he got back towards the pointy end, when he got stuck behind Reynolds, Courtney, Van Gisbergen, I mean, they're hardheads that aren't going to open the door with 10 laps to go, regardless of who you are or what car you're driving. So there are a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas, mm. um, but I don't think it's correct to say that it didn't affect the race result because it certainly did affect the race result. I guess the bit, the bit that I'm uncomfortable with is that if they're found guilty of the team orders, which most people, you would agree that that's legal. Well, you, you said it's it a hard like case. Did. To, I would like that. to hear their presentation, how they're going to be affected, how they're going to... So argue that they're it. not yeah. found yeah. guilty because yeah. yeah. there's enough evidence to suggest that they If you're found did. guilty, then you are found guilty of team orders. And the whole point of the team orders is to benefit yeah. car 17. It's car 17, mm. you won the race. So they've, by association, if you're found guilty of team orders, then they're inferring that you've been Mate, assisted in winning this, the race. Yeah. So how, how do you deal with that? I don't know. This is, this is 
I mean, we saw it with the Wing Cup one back in, was it 16? 16, yeah. When there was, How can you know, we forget? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was post-race, you know, there was post-race hearings and all the rest of it. This is way bigger yeah, than that. Yeah, it way, is. Way, way bigger than that. Much bigger consequences on the back mm. of whatever decision's taken place here. If nothing's done, you can buy Bathurst. It's as simple as that. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, you, whatever happens, the penalty, people will know what they're, what they're up against next time. And, and if it's 50 grand... Mate, you that's think you cheap, wouldn't pay yeah, well, that's a cheap I'm obviously talking very, very um, low, low penalties here. But you know, let's say it's two hundred grand or three, four hundred, five hundred grand. What's Do you think worth? people wouldn't buy a Bathurst win for five hundred grand? Absolutely, I'd pay it out of my out of Garth's money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Garth, you were second. You were runner up. Yeah. So, how are you feeling about this? And how would you feel if you were given the win? Ah, uh, look. I honestly don't know how I'd feel if we were given the win, and that's something that I'm not even contemplating, to be honest with you. I've got to say, I felt really flat on Sunday afternoon. I mean, it's the flattest I've felt finishing second. And I don't know if it was finishing second because you're so close, we were six-tenths mm. off winning the race, um, or we felt flat because of the way that it transpired. Um, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I haven't contemplated, and I won't contemplate, you know, if we, you know, whatever happens, the decisions that are taking place, whether that affects our result and we become elevated. Um, yeah, I think even if we were given that win, and I mean, I've got, I've been really fortunate to have three, number four would have a, an asterisk next to it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not really that cool. So I don't know. Honestly, I'm not really thinking about it. So don't, don't, don't give me, don't give me any false hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. So look, one last one. Garth, I think you've, you've suggested money. What? What is, what do FIA do? What do supercars do? How do we fix this problem? Or how do we make well, sure it doesn't happen again? First thing is it's, it's got nothing to do with supercars. This yeah, is completely FIA, FIA CAMS. Yeah. The judicial process is completely yeah. taken over from supercars. So it's got nothing to do with the supercars organization. It's got everything to do with the FIA. Mm. What they do, I, I honestly don't know. Because they are, there is a serious impasse here. Because if it's, if it's just led to, to slide under the table, naughty boys, don't do that again then that's a massive precedent, isn't it? And yeah. we can't afford to have those precedents yeah. in the sport. But they do go to the other end of the scale and they do take, they do affect the 17 race result, the result for the car 17. I mean, that's huge. Could you yeah. imagine? It's huge. So there's, yeah. either way they go here, they're in a rock at a hard place. Yeah. I'm glad I am not on a stewards panel dealing with this one. I think it's, easy, it's, it's a lot easier to say what they can do to make sure it doesn't happen again, but they have to address what happened. Yeah, they as can't well. just go. So, oh, we'll let this one go, but next time, yeah, it has to happen right. now. Yeah. It has to because they can't allow one precedent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that's from a legal standpoint, they can't yeah. allow a precedent. Yeah. Uh, you're not buying the hot engine excuse, nope. no, Lee. No, I don't think so. So Why? lethal. What's, what do you do to cool the engine down when it's hot? <laughs> you generally go faster low and revs. search for air low and revs, low revs, low revs high you road speed. You yes. certainly wouldn't be on the brake at 60k. I, I think Conrad. it was actually the very next safety car that that team was bluing that the safety car was going too slow and the engines were over here. Yeah. yeah. So well, I, can't have your cake and eat it too. What What I find funny is there were a few different stories um, that, that sort of, uh, you know, conflicting stories. There was first that the engine was too hot. On the radio, they were saying debris slow down debris, never heard anything about the engine on the radio. Um, and there was another. Well, Can't Scott even think was of it. told to push. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so you Scott got one was half told to push. Team. Same team 
One's told to push, one's told to slow down, take severe Ex- you know, extreme, extreme caution. caution. Extreme, extreme caution. caution. They don't know where the crash is, apparently. Except for, that, except for the vision of the Rossi car <laughs> yeah. in the sand trap at the last <laughs> yeah. corner. So there's a lot, I mean, we can jest about it, but there's a lot of evidence yeah. to suggest that they've contradicted themselves heavily in that situation. Yeah. Do you guys subscribe to the theory that others are throwing out, is it cheating? They're big accusations. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've... I've I've read a lot of the accusations and I'm, I've been a little bit surprised to be honest, how hard some people have gone with some labels. I don't want to be label anything here. I'm, mm. I'm, it's they're big accusations. Yeah. Um, there's clearly, there was some intent. I mm. think that's probably the furthest I would go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, look, I'm not going to label them as cheats. Um, like Gar said, that's a, that's a really harsh word. Uh, but that, yeah, they certainly was it in the spirit influence nope. the no no and look I've no. I mean I've done it in the past I've done the the, the backing up thing we've all done it in the yeah. past but the rules have been changed mm. on the back of us all doing it so they want to eliminate it but there's a difference between I mean I was stuck behind you on a few of those occasions yeah. where you'd slow me up <laughs> yeah, you good. know so you didn't <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, um, but you're talking about you know yeah, slowing down like, five seconds yeah it's from five the guy seconds ten not, seconds not not. 20, 40, 30 or it was a 43, it was, I think you know? it was. So um, that was the most, clearly the most extreme example yeah. we've seen of it. And on the biggest stage. Biggest with big prize. implications. Yeah. But, mm. I mean, at the end of the day, the rules have been changed around slowing up. And we actually, in our pre-briefing, spent a lot of time making talking about you can't take the piss. You just yeah. can't take the piss mm. when it comes to that. And, and there was some heavy piss taking going on there. <laughs> Who do you blame? At least in, in your teams, in your scenarios, who's making that call? Well, it's the team. But who within the team? Oh, there'll be, a, there'll be, there'll be someone. There'll be a number of, of there people. There would be a number, but there'll be someone that's responsible for strategy. Mm. So it, it, it might not even be the voice that you, we all heard on the radio. It'll be someone responsible. And we hear a little bit of that in F1 now, that the strategists are, are more, you know, public than yeah, what they are. at the forefront. And, yeah. and, and that's who the person will be. I mean, there'll be a group of people, decision makers, but ultimately there's one person responsible for strategy that runs a spreadsheet. That call would have come through on the intercom to the person that then communicates to the car. So mm. it's not Fabs's fault. He yeah. was he was doing he, what he was. He was a sacrificial lamb. You must yeah, feel yeah. For, for him. Yeah, he, he's the 100%. ultimate victim in a I way. I think it's or... really hurt. It's hurt his reputation. I think that's, you know, that's no good. You know, I, I Fabs... Um, you know, it wasn't his decision. He didn't decide to slow down. He was told to, and, and he's copying it for it, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's really sad that, um, that he's now sitting at home or wherever and, and, uh, copying abuse through social media. And, um, and I think that's no good. You know, the, the punters need to realize that, um, this was not Fabs's doing. Yes. You raised an eyebrow there. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree. I mean, initially I was a bit. Ah uh, well, Fabs, you could probably stand up for yourself a little bit there in that scenario if you don't agree with what the team have told you to do. But then, in looking back and and looking at it, I mean, you do do what the team's got all the information; they know all the numbers. You just know what's happening right in front of the bonnet of your car. So, I, I do feel for for Fabs and and Scotty. What Scotty said there earlier, just at the end of the interview, with you know the, the people on social media and all the rest of it, and we even saw it on our social media. You know, people bagging Fabs. I mean, that's, I mean, I've been on the end of that sort of stuff as well. And it's, it's really not cool. It's no. absolutely not cool. So if you're one of those people that are doing that and feel that it makes you feel a bit bigger, just be aware that all the drivers keep an eye on everyone else's social media stuff. And when we see people doing that, it doesn't make us think that 
what you're writing's cool. It actually really upsets us. Even when you're no, 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 disappoints, yeah. disappoints us about our fan group that, yeah. that mm. they do and write that. And there's a problem with sport all around, and we can get into a whole other topic about that. But you don't lay into Fabs because no. he's following his d- team direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Just, so there's, just some faceless, that... there's faceless men in that garage that that's, if you want to, if you had the balls to go face to face with them, go and do that. Mm. But you know, there's, don't take it out on fat. No. It's got nothing yeah. to do with him. Um, you said in the coverage, Garth, that you owed Ryan a beer. Did it yeah, help take that you? Back. I'm not giving right. him a beer. Um, <laughs> you know what it did. And, and, uh, and I can understand it created a bit of, um, confusion around what it put us in our situation. We were. Umming and ahhing before Shane came on the radio and said, Fabs is backing us up ridiculously. And he was, man, he was, Shane doesn't get animated much, but holy smokes, he was animated. Um, we were umming and ahhing whether to stop or not to stop because we were, and like Lee, I think it was our two cars that were on an alternate fuel strategy. And we had, a, if we did stop, we had a lot less fuel to go in, hence the whole backing the field up. We were umming and ahhing whether to stop. And that was under the situation of, everyone coming back to the pits at mm. normal speed. Mm. Once we were under, once we were aware that um, Shane and the rest of the field behind Fabs had been compromised in that safety car procedure, it, it instantly made our decision that we had to stop mm. because we'd lost any advantage yeah. b- by doing that. So when I say Ryan helped us or that they helped us, it helped us make a decision mm. that, you know, we were umming and ahhing, not really sure which way to go. And I, don't, I haven't even looked at the numbers that if it played out normal and we didn't stop, how that would have yeah. ended the race. I don't, honestly don't, I haven't wasted any energy with that. So at the time you think, oh yeah, that, that's probably helped us, but it just helped us make a decision. Mm. And really all it did was bring us back in line with the rest of the field. And I think you did the same thing. Lee. Yeah. Mm. Look, we, we'll move on in a sec because we've got other stuff to talk about, but do we need to close pit lane under safety car? Is there some other way that we can deal with this? You're chopping into my lethal segment here. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh, I'll answer it then. So if he wants to keep it. Later. Um, no, I don't think we want to close the, the pits under safety car. There's other means, and I know what Lee, where Lee's going to go later in the show. There's other means that we can use that are used in other categories. Um, we've we've closed the pits before, and it's it's all it's just really bad. It's just mm. the racing becomes really stale. Everyone does exactly the same strategy on the exactly the same lap. And then the other half of the field comes on the very next lap, and then the racing is just boring and it's stale. Yeah. Look, you you don't want our our uh, category to be a game of luck, and at the moment with the safety car, sometimes that's the way it is. Mm. You know, Pukekohe, for instance, Bathurst, um, two rounds in a row where you could have been unlucky or very lucky from that safety car, and unfortunately, we sure. we were very lucky on on both occasions. Oh, sorry, very unlucky mm. on both occasions, and um, so to take that that out of it, there needs to be control under safety car to, to control people's speed. And, uh, yeah, but we'll go into that a bit later. Were, were you held up by Rick Kelly as when uh, yes, Shane, Shane was in the lane? In the lane. Yeah. Shane said he was basically full throttle pushing Rico down pit lane, mm. um, yeah. because Rick was slowed up the field there. So they stop him double stacking. They had obviously or? some, had yeah. some double stacking yeah. issues with there, and, mm. and that's been done in the past as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, um, you know, and I, I read actually on Jack Perkins' Twitter that, you know, it wasn't the first time that it happened in the race either with previous safety cars that mm. there was people backing other mm. people up. So mm. clearly it's crept back in quite heavily. Um, I would imagine the driver's briefing at the Gold Coast mm. next week is going to be an mm. interesting one. What should are you guys going to You should say? come along, yeah, Stubbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would be Bring the camera. Like, bring the Moto, camera. I'll be at MotoGP. Uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> Sorry, name guys. dropper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I dodged a bullet. 
lethal. I tell you oh, what, mate, lap you would have been nervous oh, at some stage, surely. I was sweating bullets. <laughs> lap 122 when you were leading, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, shit, I'm going to have to tell my wife and get the tattoo. <laughs> uh, oh, that was my incentive, you know. I pushed so hard and I'm thinking, Stubbsy, uh, you're going down here, mate. And you were going to have to run down the lane in your jocks, but I know which one hey, I was rather. looking forward to that. <laughs> exactly. Um, talk to us about the debrief. How was it for Tickford? Uh, to be honest, there there wasn't much said about you know the Cam and Chaz incident. Is that because um, they're not talking were to they each there? other? Or? No, were they there? They were there. Well, okay. actually, well, um, Chaz phones in on okay. FaceTime. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I like those guys have been there before and they've kissed and made up, and I think they did it again on on Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, Chaz came in and he was very apologetic. He knew that he made a mistake and he knew how costly that was for the team. So I don't think there's much point going on and on about it. Um, I think that maybe, you know, it it should have been managed probably a bit better. Um, It's happened too many times, to be honest. So, um, yeah, but they're racers and and they're racing bloody hard and they were at the front of the field and they both want to win that race. Yeah. yeah, but it was just such a shame to have two team cars taken out of, of contention. Do those two cars share a boom? No, they don't. And that's, oh, that's the funny thing, you know. Really it was bad then. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even racing for boom position. So yeah. uh, I think those guys are, are pretty good. Um, maybe Cam needs some mosquito repellent for the next <laughs> round or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think they'll be fine, you know. Such a dad. Um, they, there was. <laughs> um, How's it affecting I, Chaz's relationship and place in that team? There's obviously a hell of a lot of, we'll say the word again, noise about him and his future anyways. How is it for him there? It must be a difficult position to be in. Uh, look, I, I haven't seen a change in okay. people's attitude towards him. You know, everyone knows how hard Chaz pushes and um, and he'll, I'm sure he'll continue to do that until the day he leaves the team. But yeah, I, I would say that the mentality may change over the next few rounds as to racing his teammates. Um, yeah, certainly I think it'll it'll be something that they'll they'll um, manage a bit better yep. from now on. Yep. yep. Uh, gentlemen, anything else from Bathurst in terms of any drivers or any stories, any experiences either of you had in the car or anything fun or serious or or otherwise or. Um, no, I thought um, the door o- staying open on our car kept us on our toes for a little bit. I've had that happen at Bathurst before. Shane did a pretty good job of, yeah, of sorting that out. One-handed across the top. Yeah. Um, oh, look, there's heaps of stuff that went on, but I think everyone's talking about one topic. Yeah. So um, Why didn't um, they end up going with the, the fresh set of tyres on On, on and, the eight, triple eight yeah, car? Yeah, I watched it back last night and I was sitting there ready to go. So it was go. only three or four seconds of fuel that they wanted to put in, uh, and they were worried that... Um, doing tyres as well, would have turned it into a four or five second pit stop. And there were, then there was the pen, potential to drop behind Reynolds right. in that in that phase of the race. So it was still very much, you know, they were giving up track position two spots. They were second at that stage, I think, or in the lead. But Jamie wasn't hitting his numbers because he's, like Scott said, he was, Jamie was the lead car and yeah. you're pushing the wind. So mm-hmm. you can save fuel a lot more efficiently in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So he couldn't hit the numbers. That's why they went to, to, for the splash and dash. Yeah. And they, they genuinely just went to, wanted the stop to be as short as possible. So they didn't put tyres on. Hindsight says probably should have put tyres on. It would have helped. Um, but just the, the whole following 
other cars closely on the weekend, it was impossible. It was genuinely yeah. impossible. So has that made you guys think even more so that we need to do something about yep. the downforce yeah. changes? Yeah, 100%. Sure. They're absolute sure. must. It's all oh, look, for me, I mean, these guys have been racing all year and, and they've been talking about it. But for me, back in the back in the fold for the first time under racing conditions, it was, it was ridiculous. It yeah. genuinely was ridiculous. And they have to do something about it. If they want this category to have good, hard racing at those types of circuits... They have to do something about the inability to follow close. It genuinely like was like racing a GT3 car at Bathurst. But, but even the braking zones, you know, oh. how short are they now? Well, they're they're the, the very, chase. very short. You couldn't pass no. at, the end of, at the chase because no. the braking zone was so was short. Yeah. And the cars were so good on the brakes. Like that's, that's you're breaking the 150 meter mark. You've mm. never, that's, that, like I said, that's GT3 stuff. Yeah. So the cars have got too much downforce. You can't follow more closely enough, and that and there was there is that class. There's a perfect example mm. of Jamie following James Courtney around for the mm, last yeah. ten laps. Who had a buckled who wheel. had a buckled wheel, <laughs> yeah. saving fuel. Yep. Mm. And let's be honest, the Triple Eight car was probably a faster car than the mm. Walkinshaw car with full fuel, mm. and a motivated Jamie Wincup, and he couldn't get past him mm. for the biggest race of the year to get on the podium. So anything that you picked up, Lee, across the weekend, I've got to say we got a lot of feedback about the televised show that we did, our Bathurst special and everyone, so well done to you. Everyone loved hearing you guys in a relaxed environment and having some yeah, fun. I think actually, they learned was, a little bit about something. They, they did, yeah. <laughs> and it was funny. Yeah, I, I had a lot of feedback from it as well. The fans were able to see a different side of the drivers, you know, especially a few people mentioned that they've never seen Craig Lowndes like that yeah. before and they've been following yeah. him. You yeah. know, Lowndes said he career. loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was well, really Jamie, cool. I had a few say to me that Jamie, they, they saw a different side. Yeah. To Jamie, a more human. They yeah, thought that's he was right. robotic perhaps. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, and people... Anytime you tell, admit that you piss in your seat, <laughs> <laughs> it takes away a different side <laughs> of someone, doesn't it? I think, I think Jamie is often misread yeah. and, and to see him in that environment was, I think, good for the for the, uh, the viewers to see a different side of him and, and actually what he is like. Cause yeah. he's, you know, he's, he's very particular and he's very, um, political, Methodical, politically yeah. correct. Yep. I think, yep. you know, in, on camera, um, yep. but it, you know, to sit back and yeah, have those stories play out and, and what went on in the background <laughs> at, at Bathurst over the years, I think showed a different side and that was really cool. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it, but yeah, that was probably the, the most positive to, thing to come out of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that and dealing with Thomas Randall. Uh, yeah. Tell us about... <laughs> that was hard work. <laughs> tell uh, us about he's a the... Good guy. Uh, Hello, he's Thomas. a ripper. We love him. We love him. Uh, the Kellys. General, Mustangs. What you, yeah, what do you make of that news? Uh, I'm not surprised, uh, to be honest. Yeah, we knew it was coming. Didn't we? A little surprised that they're doing their own engine program, though. I would mm. have thought, given Penske or Mostec who do their engines, or, or um, Tickford have done... Ford engines for so long in in that short time frame of getting the cars and all that organised that they potentially would have done a lease deal, um, but that's they've obviously got staff in the mm. engine department that they want to retain and 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 things like that. But um, yeah, look, it's it's good for the sport um, that you know they've got manufacturer support again mm. um, in Mustangs only down to two cars though, so mm. um, we'll see some redistribution of um, licences or those two licences go to other teams. It looks like, but. Um, yeah, have they confirmed? Can um, confirm that it's definitely Rick and Andre? No, no, that's so. the expectation from everyone that, that I've spoken mm. to, but that's not been confirmed yet. Do you I think on on uh, in regards to the engines, they've put it's such a huge expense. They've put so much effort into that engine so over that the years, engine. so much time and money, and they've got it good now. That they engine's have, strong. Actually. It's yeah. very very strong. It's a strong engine. So you know, in a way. You'd be thinking, well, if our engine's good, why not just change the, you know, the shape of the car and away we go. Um, 
you know, it's a, it's another cost that they don't have to. Yeah, but I don't front think up. they're getting forward performance support if they've got a Nissan engine in a uh, okay. body. Yeah, that would be the issue. Yeah, that would be the engine. Yeah. Um, back to two manufacturers, Nissan. I mean, they've not been there for as a manufacturer yeah, for, for twelve a couple months of years. or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, have they? But does it concern you, or do you embrace that? It's. I find it a little concerning because Car of the Future was meant to be about bringing new manufacturers and we've had some, we've had Mercedes come through in the private thing with Erebus initially, the Volvo's been and gone and now Nissan have been and gone. Um, where's the next manuf- where are the next manufacturers coming from? Where, where are they coming from? I think as a sport, we can't continually rely on two manufacturers propping up the whole grid because yep. it's, it's not like what it was 10 years ago. Yep. You know, in a way, there are some positives to it. I think you've seen the real fire back in the fans' oh, ears yeah. now. Like there, there's there's definite <laughs> Holden Ford rivalry out there now, and and that's been missing, I think, for for some time. I think you know the the Mustang has brought back yeah, a lot of the yeah, a lot of the 100%. Ford supporters that were hiding in the yep. closet for <laughs> yeah. a fair while. You know they're back, yeah. and, like the and Richmond that's, supporters. <laughs> yeah, and that's really cool. But yeah, like Gar said, yeah, we want to see. More manufacturers and yeah. and for the future of the sport, I think it's important that we that we have some more join. GRM, Garth, I'll put that question to hey, you. Hey mate, G- don't ask me. GRM's future, the upright situation. Peter Adderton, do that kind of took some uh, twists and turns, didn't it, over the weekend? That was an interesting point of view that he had to say that he would well fund effectively all the control. No, the that fact that he was putting gun against the head of the team, saying you lose your sponsorship if this doesn't mm. get up what mm. I want. Yeah. And Gary's got no control over that. No. So I, I found that um, an interesting point of view and an interesting position that he put that in the team. Look, to be honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me if GRM are not in supercars mm. in the future. Wouldn't surprise me. They were actually very, very close to not being in supercars this year until mm. the boost thing was done. And that was there was a lot going on prior to the boost thing happening in sort of September, October last year when the Wilson thing went away, um, look, they were very close to not being there at all this year when it was time to hand their licence or re, renegotiate yep. their licences and, and, and enter the series, if you like. So it wouldn't surprise me, which would be a shame because there's some great people down there and um, both Lee and I have driven there um, in the past and me a couple of times. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's been, dis, it's, it's been a real shame to see what's happened to that mm. team over the last 12 months. Yeah. I think it's a real shame. Dampen is a must. For you, I mean, it seems that they are coming twenty twenty one. But what's that control for the dampeners? Up. Control, yeah, control uprights. Is that is it an absolute must? Is it as bad as Adderton is is making it it's out? Not to as be? bad as Adderton's making it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I mean, the, we need a bit more control over the the um, the development in the category because the development is really. An internal masturbation, really. <laughs> um, you know, it does no... The fans don't care about it. No. They just want to see close racing. And it, the close racing comes with with, with the cars uh, or drivers having equal, you know, equal or close to equal equipment. And that we want to see it come down to drivers. And, uh, yeah, I think you've got to be careful, though. You don't want the cars to be identical, because then how do you make a difference? No. How you, do you, you make a difference with a driver engineer team relationship? You want it they don't they don't need to be we don't want to be one mate racing because I no. think that's just yeah. it's just we're already having trouble with cars passing each other now. But the last great engineering bastion in supercars <laughs> yeah. 
is the front end. Yeah. Mm. Um, so there probably needs to, I think there probably needs to just be more control around what you can do yeah. with, with the front yeah, upright. Okay. Not mm. necessarily a, the actual unit, the actual billet upright to machine and make is not that expensive. Mm. It's not that expensive. Maybe you have to homologate your upright at the start of the year and that's the upright you run for the next 12 months. Oh, yeah. uh, and then if you want, you can then be in the background over that 12 months developing a new one and you can re-homologate at mm. the end of the year for the following year. Because the, a bit like the engine deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and it can still be commercially available. I mm. mean, you can still go to to Tickford or you can go to Triple Eight mm. or you can, um, you know, if you can afford it, you can go to Penske and, mm. and, and try and do a commercial deal with them for, for their IP on front uprights. But maybe that maybe that's a way to go. Homologate your upright for twelve months, mm. so that way you cannot have a new front upright in the car every weekend, mm. because there are a lot of teams that do have a lot of options as front uprights go for different types of circuits. But if you if you're locked into one for twelve months, then that's what you got. Like they, they, we've got to obviously reduce the cost of the sport. That's yep. what it's all about. So you know we need to find ways of doing that. So um, these are the sort sort of things you got to look into. Um, but they've got to make sense as well, obviously. Gold Coast. How are you feeling about the Gold Coast? Boys, let's just hope the rain stays away, huh? <laughs> That'd be a start. Yeah, well, we didn't really do anything on Sunday last year, mm. did we, because of that massive downpour, and it's that time of year where we've seen it in the past and seriously hope that it doesn't have a big downpour mm. like what we saw last year and we had to suspend the race because that's not what anyone wants, drivers, teams, fans especially. So, um TV. TV. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think it's an awesome weekend. It really is. And this is the last one, potentially the last day Gold Coast yeah. event. So um, what happens next year if it is a night race and we have one of those downpours? Oh. That'll make it interesting. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, look, awesome event. Really cool event. Um, and now we've... We've had the warm up. We've had the Bathurst. That's the that's the co-driver warm up. So now we're ready to go to the Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't you're wait. You're due a turn of luck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the story of my racing <laughs> life. Um, no, I I hate the word luck in in motorsport, yeah. but uh, yeah, we certainly missed out on a couple of opportunities the last couple of rounds when we've had good speed and yeah, I, I hope it all comes together at Gold Coast. Um, I hope to end the year with some trophies and yep. I think we deserve it. You know, a couple of surfboards mm. would be great. Um, um, has Thomas, has he been to the Gold Coast? Tom, Tom's been there in Formula Ford and yep. Formula 4. Okay, so, so he knows the track. He knows the track. He's just probably not never used a, the curbs. Not, a big, not in a big car, not in a big car <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah, he did so a good it, job. He did a great At job. Bath, he, did a, he did a very good job, yeah. And that, because he had that issue coming down the lane. Um, is that a firebox? Yeah, no. so, you know, it's no secret that Tickford had a few dramas this year with airbox fires, and uh, he used a little too much throttle coming down pit lane, which um, you know, ended up, uh, we got an airbox fire. I think we sat, sat stationary for 16 mm. seconds, so that one hurt us. Mm. Um, but they're, they're trying to rectify it so it's not a God, matter of you know um, if you're a couple of percent how is it not too much throttle look it's they don't want to lose power uh they they i think they know how they can solve it but it's you can it's, um you could probably lose half a horsepower to get your 16 seconds back though wouldn't couldn't you i mean 16 well, yeah. seconds stationary in pit lane you give up a little bit of horsepower <laughs> yeah, keep, keep it moving because the, the monster car had the same problem didn't yeah it, it did in the race. yeah yeah so yeah but yeah it's happened a few times this year so they're working really hard at it um, but yeah, Tom did a great job. He, he was solid all day. You know, we saw a lot of co-drivers making 
big mistakes and, and very costly mistakes. And, and Tom wasn't one of them. So I was really pleased with the job he did. He kept it clean. He was doing consistent lap times. But yeah, Gold Coast is going to be another mm. thing. You know, he's got a half hour session to, to get on top of it. And then, so you're not giving him any extra. You're not, <laughs> well, sorry, yeah, you're not giving him any extra time, mate. <laughs> you know, hey, typical main driver. <laughs> Never give us co-drivers a go. <laughs> oh, <how it's> <laughs> we'll give him some good time. I was thinking about that actually straight after the bathhouse. I was thinking, gee, I only get half an hour yeah. to go coach before I go Crazy, racing. Hey. Hey, yeah, look, there's a lot of pressure on your shoulders. Is there? Because you guys are the only ones that can stop uh, Scott from winning the championship this weekend. I think. Aren't are we? Okay. I think. Um, yeah, well, we at just, least you're the main player anyway. Well, Shane's second, so. Yeah, look, just go there and try and win some races. Not too worried about, you know, obviously championship. Phew, that's a tough order to try and rein in that, that, that points gap for Shane. Um, something would have to go seriously wrong for Scott. But, um, yeah, look, I, a lot of people sort of said, oh, you know, how are you going to deal with the whole co-driver thing and all the rest of it? And, and it wasn't a, a deal, a big deal at all. It yeah. was, you know, they tell you to get in the car, you drive the car fast, you drive it safe, and you bring it back. It's no different to what Lee had to do as a primary driver on the weekend. So... It just means that you sit there and you watch the last bit of the race. You're not in the last bit of the race. So, um, yeah, look, Gold Coast, I'm looking forward to it. Now that I know Thomas hasn't been there in a in a big <laughs> car, I might go and beat him up in, the, in that half-hour practice session. <laughs> um, but no, 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 just go out and just understand how the Triple Eight car jumps over the curbs, and that's really all I'll be doing in that half-hour. Lethal, it is time for... It's time for the nice guy of supercars to fire up. It's the Loud Pedals Lethal Weapon. So, we've had a few dramas with safety cars lately. <laughs> it's about time we solve it. It's been, you know, we, we've run the same system now for a long time and other categories have, have made headway on, on what they do to, to uh, not get affected, not, not, um, not have the race results affected by the safety cars. So, let's bring in Code 60. We've tried it. We tried it back in, it must have been 15 or 16, Garth. Um, it, it would have been back that far, and we still haven't implemented it in our category. All the cars have got the button on the steering They've wheel, ready to go. It's ready to go. And, and you know, we, we've finally put in the safety car, the, the, the warning lights into the dash. So that was a good thing on the weekend. Um, but we've got it sitting there ready to go. I don't know why we're waiting. Like, what are we waiting for? Let's, let's have it implemented into the series next year. So what's code 60? Code 60, for, for everyone listening in, code 60 is when you press the... So basically when the safety car boards come out, you have you, you press a button or you have five seconds to press your button, um, which will drop you down to limit your, your speed to 60K. And that obviously keeps everyone in, in the, same, uh, the, the same gap to, the, to yep. the car in front or behind, um, which means that no one gets an advantage or disadvantage from a safety car. So you can fire into the pits. Um, if, you, if you're if you too slow, you'll get a penalty, um, similar to, to the way that Formula One is. And, and I don't want to see us going down that road of Formula One where um, the virtual safety car no. uh, replaces the actual safety car. I still want to see safety cars because it promotes racing. But, yeah, it, it means that no one's disadvantaged or advantaged from the safety car. Garth, you, you, yeah, hundred percent. You yeah. won't see the scenario that took place on the mm. weekend. You won't or even Pukekohe. see this uh, scenario that happened at Pukekohe because 
That the first thing that happens is when the safety car boards are put out, the field instantly goes to code 60. So it's like a scale electrics track that everyone's on the same track. Everyone's going the same speed. The gaps stay the same, mm. but everyone's going the same speed. So you're 60K an hour. It doesn't matter if you're at the end of Conrod mm. or you're at the Dipper. You're doing 60K an hour. That neutralizes the field. You can pit under the code 60 if you want, but then it does, it stops the backing up. It stops the field mm. passing the safety car, getting caught yep. behind the safety car. Stops and most importantly, most importantly, it, it it's for safety. Yeah, it neutralizes the field. Mm. Absolutely. So, so you don't, seen... you're not racing back to the pits, yeah. like setting were, purple sectors. When, when uh, I think it was uh, Hazelwood went into the fence up the top of the mountain, um, I came around the corner. There were there were flags. There were safety car boards. Um, and, you know, I slowed right down. But that car was sprayed across the track. And there were people out on track, the, the, the tow truck, mm. um, the medics, and... I was lucky I slowed down because, and some people would take the opportunity to, to not speed up, but not lose any ground from it. So you just think of the consequences of, of something like that. Mm. And, and that's, that's the primary reason we need to implement this, this code 60 thing. And um, like you said, we tested it back in the cars at Winton. I think it was 2015. Mm. So it's been tested. <laughs> the cars can do it. I'm, I'm really surprised why we don't have it. There's no downsides to it. No, it's in the cars. It's in the cars. There are no. It's an it's an ECU yeah. control. It's yeah. just a program. Right. Yeah. Garth, who's Stubsy. in your phone? Tell us the most famous. We've had some oh, interesting answers. Other than Lee Holdsworth. <laughs> other than Lee Holdsworth. <laughs> oh, okay. Who? Most <laughs> people say that. Hang on, I'm just getting my phone to start going through. <laughs> yeah, this could take a while. You've only got three friends. Yeah, actually, won't take long at all. I think the one. Um, it's probably Ricky Ponting. Oh yeah. Yeah. How long since you've spoken to, to Punter? Punter? Well, he's never in the country. So. <laughs> Good boy. <laughs> and whenever he's in the country, he's always on TV. So, um, it's been a while. I took him for a ride in the race car. I don't know. 16, I think yeah. I took him for a ride in the race car. Um, good Tassie man. Yeah, good Northern Tassie, Tassie man. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Salt so, of the earth. Yeah. There's a few others in there, but I think. Who else? Go on. Oh, without, I don't know. You're allowed to name drop. That's the whole point. It's no, not, no, uh, no. No one's judging no, you because we've asked really. you to do it. No, Ricky no? Ponting, go Ricky with that. Oh, yeah, we yeah. like that. And Lee Holdsworth. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, Scott McLaughlin leads by 622 points from Shane Van Gisbergen. Fabian Coulthard in third. Chaz in fourth from Wincup, Reynolds, Waters, Percat, Davison. And still inside the top 10 is Lee Holdsworth. Don't forget you can subscribe through your preferred podcast supplier. Our next regular show will be after the Gold Coast. We are working on another special edition next week for lovers of all things MotoGP. So stay tuned for that one. Gentlemen, thank you very, very much for your time. Garth, great to have you. We'll catch you again soon. Cheers, good. Thanks, Garth. And Lee, we'll see you uh, in a couple of weeks. All right, this has been the Loud Pedal Podcast, brought to you by Super Cheap Auto.